You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where we examine what is and isn't working in online marketing. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Hey, everybody, it's One Click Lindsay with trafficandleads.com, and I am your host of the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I'm so excited that everyone is here today. I know I'm always excited, right? But this is an exciting place to be. We're on the forefront of online marketing. We're telling you guys how to do this for your own businesses so that they can be successful in online marketing. So that is why I'm always excited if you were wondering. So today I'm interviewing Mr. AJ Wilcox. He is the CEO of B2Link. He calls himself a LinkedIn ads evangelist. And in the episode, I ask him what exactly that means. This guy loves LinkedIn. He loves LinkedIn ads. He's a LinkedIn guru. So for everybody who's wondering, well, do paid ads work on LinkedIn? How do we make LinkedIn work for us? Uh, Can you give me an example of a successful campaign that ran on LinkedIn and how much that cost? Guess what? AJ is answering all of those questions for us today in this awesome episode. Before we get started, I want to remind everybody, make sure you get signed up for our Ultimate Traffic and Leads Resource Membership Program at www.trafficandleadsmembership.com. 50 bucks a month, me and my team of awesome online marketers will hold your hand through this entire online marketing process. You get free trainings, you get free handholding, and if you know you just want to talk to me and I'll be your counselor... I can pen in some time for you. So make sure that you get signed up for the traffic and leads membership.com program. The prices on that, my friends is rising. So get in at 50 bucks a month. Second of all, if you like the podcast, will you please go and leave us a little review out there on iTunes? I would sure appreciate it. And finally, if you're just wanting to get started, maybe you're listening to this podcast for the first time because you're dipping your big toe into the world of online marketing. You can head up over to the website at trafficandleadspodcast.com and sign up for my opt-in 14 days to more traffic and leads. And there I will start the handholding and start the coddling of you to help your business grow utilizing online marketing. Now, I've gone on enough. Let's bring AJ on to answer all of your questions about LinkedIn and if it works. AJ... Welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, AJ. Thanks for coming on. You bet, Lindsay. Thanks so much for the invite. Yeah. So I know I'm going to screw this up, but as I said in the intro, you are a LinkedIn ads evangelist. Do tell us why you call yourself that. Well, you know, um, when I was doing LinkedIn advertising pretty early on, I guess this was back in 2011, um, I would be trying to do something and I'd realize I'd kind of hit a snag. And so, I, of course, I went to Google and typed, how do you do this on LinkedIn advertising? And no one ever had an answer for that. And generally, the person who knows what to do in any given situation uh, on behalf of a brand, they're generally called the evangelist. That's the title they get. And yeah. so when I eventually decided I was going to go out on my own and, and run an ad agency that was only LinkedIn ad specific, I kind of said, well, you know, if that's the role that I would have gotten internally as a LinkedIn employee, I, I'm just going to call myself <laughs> that as an external. I like it. It's memorable and I really like it. So I'm going to go ahead and address the elephant in the room, which is why would someone advertise on LinkedIn over Facebook, AJ? 
It's a really, really good question because Facebook is really the the darling of the ad world right now. Yes. And uh, I mean, as you know, the clicks are so so incredibly inexpensive. Um, the reason why, though, is LinkedIn just has a monopoly on our business data. Uh, if if you look at the filters that you're able to to um, uh, to target by on LinkedIn, you get uh, job title, which Facebook has as well. Um, you get seniority, uh, skills that people have, groups they're members of, um, the industry, the company name, the company size, and uh, and then lots of educational stuff too. And so, uh, although Facebook has quite a few of those, people just don't tend to put that same information into their their Facebook profiles. And so when you start trying to target B2B, you end up with these really small audience sizes that don't scale very well. But you try to take the same thing over to LinkedIn and you're going to have, you know, near infinite scale and uh, and so it's just it makes a lot of sense, especially for larger deal sizes. And then the other thing that you get with with LinkedIn is just like the precise level of targeting. I still see people on on Facebook who uh, have a job title from three jobs ago, but you know LinkedIn's the first mm-hmm. thing that gets updated when someone changes their careers. True. Okay. So let's talk about cost. It's been my experience that like a cost per click on Facebook is usually a dollar or less. When you start delving into LinkedIn advertising, is it just because we don't know what we're doing that it's like three or $4 per click? Oh, no, no. Uh, you know exactly what you're doing. Um, oh, great. <laughs> tell me why that's awesome. I, okay, I'll tell you. Um, but So usually when I see traffic for on LinkedIn is, is somewhere between about 6 and $8 per click. And so wow. the fact that you were getting it for 3 or 4 is actually a really good sign. Um, but, I mean, it definitely is a higher cost per click. And so I would only recommend starting LinkedIn ads for people who have a, a, an average deal size or a lifetime value that's over about 15K. Just because under that, I mean, just, you know, between a six and $8 cost per click, it's just, it's hard to make the unit economics work. Right. So it has to be a bigger deal size for it to make sense. Or, uh, or white collar recruiting, by the way, what white collar recruiting is incredibly efficient. Okay. Can you, can you delve into a, a very specific example of what you mean by that? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I had a friend come to me and he, he was hiring for a position uh, down. So, so I'm in the state of Utah. He was hiring for a position in Southern Utah. So it's a little bit harder to get talent down there. It's kind of away from the metros. Um, but he, he knew he was looking for a, uh, like a CFO or a controller position. So what we did is we set an ad that was targeting uh, j- people in the state of Utah who uh, who had past experience as a CFO or a, a current CFO title, and people who had controller as a skill, and showed them ads that that basically said, "Hey, we're uh, you know we're looking for someone to come and join the team," and um, we sent them to a landing page that made the position feel special, and uh, and I don't even know if the landing page is still up. Otherwise, I. I'd you know, send you a link to it, but it didn't have the the same job requisition number, must be able to lift more than 10 pounds, must be able to mm-hmm. survive in dim lighting. It didn't have any of that. It, it was more like a landing page that said, we're looking for someone awesome to come join our team. Here's what our company's about. And, you know, normally when people on LinkedIn are spending between, you know, $40 to 150 to get a, a lead of some kind, um, the, the recruiting ones, uh, just because everyone is willing to click on an ad to see what they're worth, uh, were incredibly efficient. I think they were like like sixteen bucks a, a an application, and that's way better than you'd get with a recruiter. Wow. Okay. Very cool. Um, that is very interesting. Okay. Let's go back over to the B two B thing. So, 
When someone comes to you, what's the minimum ad spend that they're going to have to be willing to spend on LinkedIn ads? Uh, I usually tell people for a test, usually between about three and five k, uh-huh. and uh, and that doesn't have to be. I mean, if they're if they're doing it with me, they want to do it in less than a month because I'm going to be charging a, a fee, uh, a, like a management fee that's a monthly. But right. if they came to me and said, "Hey, I want to get started. What do I need to do?" I would say, make sure that you're spending between three and five k. Doesn't matter whether that's overnight or over the course of three months. You just want enough data there to see if it's working. Now, now it's also been my experience with LinkedIn ads is that I'm so used to Facebook ads and how much data they give me. When I go over to LinkedIn, I'm like, oh, you're not showing me anything. Right? Yeah, yeah, I totally feel your pain there. In fact, I, I feel like I have data overload when I'm in Facebook because yeah, they like LinkedIn more. is like here's your link. This is how much it costed. It's like wow, that's not helpful. Yeah, okay. LinkedIn's getting a little bit better there. Um, if you've checked in recently, they just added conversion tracking like two or three months oh, okay. ago, which okay. they didn't have before, which was quite embarrassing. But um, but since they added that, they added a whole bunch of new metrics, and uh, yeah, so it, it's getting a little bit better, but. Their reporting is noticeably lacking. Um, I don't necessarily care too much about the reporting because all I really care about is uh, I want to know the flow from impressions to clicks to leads to deeper funnel leads to to sale. Um, and, and so I can get that as long as they're just giving me impressions, clicks, and spend. Yeah. Okay. So now I want you to walk us through an example, a B2B example. Do you are you are you running ads over there that's like giving away freebies? Get on my list, or are we be are we running different ads over there because they're so expensive? Yeah. So uh, most of the time, you have to run kind of mid funnel type of ads in LinkedIn. Uh, on, on Facebook, it makes a lot of sense to start with a very high level offer that's like get on my list or come read this article. But mm-hmm. if you're if you're going to pay three to eight bucks for a click, like. I'm going to require that we get at least an email address out of that person. And so because of that, um, what I generally recommend is anywhere in content between like a white paper or an ebook or a webinar, somewhere in that range. And it's it's getting someone's email address in exchange for valuable content, but it's also uh, it's starting a conversation. That's going to be the best place to start. If you show an ad that says "Hop on the phone with our sales rep," it's just just like Facebook, no one will click on it and it'll stop showing. So right. you gotta go sweet spot in the middle there. Right. Okay. So walk us through. Do you have an example uh, funnel you can walk us through that was successful and kind of the costs on that? Yeah, sure. Um, so, so I have a client who they sell uh, HR software, and so the um, the target for them are HR executives who'd make decisions about what software that they're implementing, and uh, I think they call it HRIS software. Um, I, although I don't know what the IS stands for. That's, <laughs> I feel terrible. Um, anyway, so they they had content. There's this one piece of content called the Definitive Guide to Onboarding. And it was essentially an ebook that would walk people through, you know, here's how best to onboard new employees. And, you know, it's, it's HR specific and they have HR software. And so they'd start the conversation with having that, that content piece. And, uh, you know, we knew that we wanted to target people who were uh, HR managers, HR directors, HR VPs, and C-level HR folks. And so we created four separate campaigns, uh, one targeting each of those levels. And 
the whole reason behind that is by splitting them up minutely like that, we can see the differences between them and know exactly what, uh, you know, which group is better. And over the course of this, we actually found out that HR managers, like manager level HR people, uh, were, we were getting a lower cost per lead, but they were harder to, to get from an opportunity to a sale, assuming my assumption here is that it's because uh, when it's harder for a manager to get budget approval for, mm -hmm. for software than it would mm -hmm. be for a VP. VPs were a little bit harder to get a hold of. And so cost per conversion was higher, um, but they accelerated faster through the funnel and they, they closed the higher rate. So anyway, that was interesting. But um, so we showed an ad that said, let me find the exact ad here. Um, while you're while you're looking, just so everyone's clear, when you show an ad, like I'm perusing my LinkedIn and there's just like little text ads on the right hand side with a puny little picture, like it's like a hundred by hundred picture, or at the top. These are the ads you're talking about, right? Oh, and they actually have another one that uh, that is probably going to be much more interesting to you. So the ones you the didn't like the word puny, did you? I, I actually love the word puny uh, <laughs> because that's that's how I feel about those. Those are called the right rail text ads, is what okay. uh, what LinkedIn calls them, and they've been around since two thousand eight, but no one has ever noticed them or clicked on one. Yeah, um, just because no they, they look like ads. <laughs> I think we're, we're better blind to them, um, but. The, the new hotness for, for LinkedIn are sponsored content. And these oh. came out in 2013, and they actually appear right in your feed. So if you look at the oh, second, okay. usually the second element of your feed will say sponsored. Okay, okay. And that's yeah. where the hot place is. Like, the, are those the only ones you're running? No, I run quite a few text ads as well. Really only because text ads, you're guaranteed that the traffic is coming from a desktop. And so I have some clients who have a pretty involved sign-up process, and you're asking for more information than someone on mobile is willing to give. Mm -hmm. um, so that's when text ads really shine. But for the, for the most part, sponsored content works really well. Um, you get a lot more real estate. You're not paying much more. and uh, And the click-through rate is so much higher because it's in the feed. It's a native ad that it, the ability to scale is so much higher. Okay. Okay. I didn't mean to interrupt. You were, you were looking up an ad as yeah, you yeah, were. No worries. No worries. Um, so, so the ad said, um, know what is most important to potential employees. Read this study of over a thousand employees who were asked uh, what the most important part of starting a new job is. And then the next little part said the definitive guide to onboarding free ebook. And, wow. And then the description we pretty much pulled like right from the site. But you can see like this was this was pretty attractive as an offer. I mean, it sounds I mean, I we were launching two or three pieces of content at the same time, but this sounded really cool. But yeah. the, the results were fantastic. We were getting from the other pieces, we were averaging somewhere around like the $72 uh cost per lead, which was working really well for them down funnel. We launched this definitive guide to onboarding, and this was across all four of those segments from manager all the way up to C-level, and we were averaging a $37 cost per lead, which wow. was just fantastic. I mean, this was knocking out of the park good. And and even, even more, I don't know if you've seen the same thing on Facebook where you launch something so good with so much history that it's, it's hard to unseat. Like, you can't, you can't dethrone that ad. Right, right. Yeah, it's the same thing happened here like anything that we launched against this we couldn't get linkedin to Any better to show it better yeah we, we just had to keep running the same thing even though it was you know old after three or four months 
So, uh, sorry, what did you say the cost per lead was 37? Yeah, 30, yeah, $37 average. And so I'm sure there were some of them that were averaging like 26 and some of them that were averaging 40, but yeah. yeah. Wow. And so and how much is the software to sign up? Um, I, I think it's in the the you know five to ten k a year kind of nice kind of range, and because it is HRIS software, like there's a pretty significant uh, um, uh, what would you call it? like like not like a learning curve, but it's hard to rip and replace. And right, so, like they're going to be their lifetime clients essentially. Exactly, and so yeah. it, it makes sense. It's it's a high enough value, and they keep clients for long enough that LinkedIn makes a lot of sense converting you know thirty seven dollar leads. Very nice. I'm guessing, yeah, because you're only a LinkedIn guy. Yeah, that wouldn't have even, that probably, that would have been hard to target on Facebook. So awesome. Yeah. And, and I would still try, like I'm, I'm a, obviously a LinkedIn fanboy, but I do quite a bit of advertising uh, on, on, uh, on Facebook. So did you run that on Facebook? No, I, I didn't run that. I, I don't, uh, I don't advertise to clients that we run on Facebook just cause I feel like it, it erodes my credibility a little bit, um, to say, yeah, we're just another agency that does everything. So we, so, we focus just uh, on LinkedIn, but I, I you know, my background, I'm a digital marketer for the last 10 years running, you know, omni-channel. Um, and so I personally run them. I, I need to stay sharp and know what's new in social. And um, so it would be interesting, though, to run that ad on Facebook and see who would win in the battle of ads for HR software. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So so I will give you this because this might be interesting to you. Um, it I have run multi-channel tests before, and I've found some different personality differences between the different channels. Tell me. So Google AdWords always wins in funnel acceleration. Like uh, because someone is specifically looking for something, when they get involved, uh, you know that that deal is going to close the fastest. Mm -hmm. um, Facebook is going to have the lowest cost per lead of of all of them, but uh, sales teams are going to complain to me about uh, the quality of the leads, mm -hmm. lots of tire kickers, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but the cost per lead is so low that like, who cares? Just sift through that stuff. Um, and then you have LinkedIn, who is going to have probably the highest cost per lead. Um, sometimes AdWords is, is a little bit more expensive, but it's going to have the higher cost per lead. But if you're tracking all the way through the funnel, um, your cost per opportunity, somewhere around that stage, like like mid-buying cycle, is uh, your, it, it's going to catch up to Facebook. And then by the time you get to the sale, uh, a lot of people have like a... a, a a larger deal size or upsell or cross sell kind of opportunity in their sales cycle. Mm -hmm. LinkedIn is going to close a larger deal size and it's going to do it a little bit faster than Facebook. Fair um, enough. So I, I've seen this across multiple companies and channels and definitely not crapping on Facebook. Like I, I I'm a big fan of advertising on Facebook, but I, I, I feel like I should probably point out where LinkedIn does excel. Yeah. And there's a, obviously a place for LinkedIn. So let's go back to your HR home run. So you run that ad, they download that PDF. How much info do you have, are you asking them on your landing page? I am going to check that here right now. Yes. Do not lie to my audience. Yeah. Okay. First name, last name, company name, email, and phone number. So that's five fields. I feel like that was asking a lot, but it was getting something like a 39% like a conversion rate. So and all of those fields are required? Yep. All five required. Dying. Okay. So, and then what, so then what happens? Are they sent off to a salesperson who calls them then, or are we into an email sequence that does something 
awesome. I, I believe it goes into an email sequence from there. Like they're given the content and then, uh, and then they start a nurturing flow. And then I'm assuming that the sales team was cherry picking. Like if they see a lead come in from the company Oracle or Coca-Cola, they're going to probably jump on that and start like trying mm-hmm. to have a conversation. Um, but I, I think they require a little bit more touch before they send it to the sales team. Fair enough. Okay. So what do you say to small business owners with, um, who feel like, like maybe they're a business coach. So like maybe seeing other businesses on LinkedIn would be a good place for them, but there's no way they could lay down three to $5,000 for testing an ad spend. What do you say to them? Yeah, I, I think that's probably accurate. Like me as a small business owner, I would have a hard time laying that that money down too. Um, I, I feel like, especially for business coaches, it's really hard to differentiate what you do in an ad because there are so many other business coaches. Yeah. So I would probably stay away from uh, from LinkedIn advertising. But instead, like most people don't realize how powerful of a platform that LinkedIn is. Not the ads platform, just the platform itself for connecting and, and reaching people. Okay. So, what I would recommend is start doing advanced searches, find the people you want to be in contact with and you want to do business with, and send a personalized greeting to to uh, to like get connected to them. Once you're connected to someone, you can send them infinite uh, infinite email. You can either send them an email directly through LinkedIn, or you can download your connections. To CSV. Sorry if I'm going like way off oh, filter can. here, but nope, 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 okay. nope. This is what I want. Okay, you can download all of your connections to a CSV, and in there you'll have their personal email address, and so you can take it off of LinkedIn and like start sending actual email, and uh, and you can get in conversations with people in groups um, and, and show thought leadership. I mean, there's just so insanely much uh, that you can do on LinkedIn for free. Uh, all it takes is time. And so I've seen people have a lot of success with, you know, go out and prove a concept of, hey, if I reach out to 10 people, three of them are going to respond back to me. Of those three people, two of them are going to set meetings, and then I'm going to get a, pr- a proposal accepted by one of them, you know, that kind of flow. Once mm-hmm. you get that figured out, you could hire, uh, you know, t- a whole team of outsourced people to just set meetings for you, if you know what that, what the 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 messaging flow and cadence looks like. Um, there's so much you can do, and you don't need to pay a cent for advertising. It's just it's your time. Prove out the model, find what it works, and then scale it. Fair enough. So here's my next question. So that powerful CSV that will download all my contacts from LinkedIn to a CSV. Have you ever run a campaign where you then turn around and upload that to Facebook and either a create a lookalike audience or b just run ads to those people? Yes, I have, and it is and? great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it works great. Um, the the issue is that you know my personal connections. That's all I've tested it on. My personal connections are are really all over the board. It's it's people I've worked with mm. at previous companies. It's it's true. marketers. It's people in the state of Utah. It's people outside. And so it's hard to group that's those true. into like a really meaningful group. And so I tend to do custom audiences with with something a little bit more meaningful. Like here is the list of email addresses that uh, of people who signed up for a webinar I did on LinkedIn ads, for instance. Um, mm-hmm. But there's no reason you couldn't, especially if you feel like your connections are really valuable that way. Um, one thing that I found really helpful about it is, you know, when you're asking for for someone's B2B information because you're you're a B2B advertiser, uh, they're going to give you their business 
uh, email address. And then when you upload that as a custom audience, Facebook is going to tell you you have a, a match rate of between 5 and 15% just because no one is signing up for uh, for like a Facebook account right. with their business credentials. Right. But, Everyone signed up for uh, for LinkedIn with their personal credentials because well, I, I don't know why. I know I did, but we all did. <laughs> because we all did. <laughs> exactly. And so when you get that CSV of everyone's addresses, it's all personal email addresses. And so when you upload it to Facebook, you're going to get like 70% match rates, which is right. fantastic. Way better than I say in the rest of B2B. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, wow. So... What about LinkedIn groups? Got any, like, um, I've had clients that have created LinkedIn groups and basically use the power of being able to email everyone in your LinkedIn group an email once a week as kind of like a way to their inboxes. Do you have any experience in that? Oh, yeah. This is, this is so, so powerful. So I had a client who created a group that was... Uh, no, actually, someone else created the group, but he worked a deal with uh, with the group owner that for, uh, let's say it's like um, for 500 bucks a month, he, he was allowed to shoot them an, an email. So like a joint venture there to access all those people. We mm-hmm. We ran an ad targeting all members of that same group, and we wanted to see what was going to outperform if if he was going to spend... Uh, if that $500 was going to get him more leads by messaging the group directly or, mm, um, or interesting. getting them to a landing page. And sure enough, like just the messaging from the group owner outperformed our own ads. And we, have, we eventually shut that, that test down. So that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, so groups are, so groups are useful. Groups can be useful. Yeah. The problem is like, it totally depends on the group that you're talking about because I'm members of groups where I just eventually shut off my, my notifications. Um, or I don't even receive a digest of some of them because people have just gone to, uh, to automate spam going to it. Every article they write, they, they post it with little to no explanation and not caring about the actual theme of the group or actually fostering conversation. But then right. I'm, a, I'm a member of some groups where there's actual real conversation going and we make real like positive connections. And so mm-hmm. I would say, look around in LinkedIn, join several groups. And uh, when you find a group or two that you really like, and that there's real conversation going with um, jump in the group and be active. But uh, I say, don't get super involved in a group. If there's just a lot of spam getting posted. Love it. Okay. Here's my final question for you, AJ. Where do you advertise for your agency? Do you run LinkedIn ads? Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I told people for a long time that uh, I, I was hoping to to never have to advertise for our own agency just because we're, we're totally word of mouth and I do a lot of, of content marketing. Um, but I actually did on, on the second of this month, I started running ads f- for our own agency. On LinkedIn? And, yeah. And, and so I don't know how successful they're going to be because I'm running very, very limited scope. Um, but what I have found, I've actually run LinkedIn for lots of agencies just because like I'm a marketer and all my friends run agencies. And, yeah. uh, and I have found LinkedIn ads not to work very well for ad agencies. Um, actually, development agencies, ad agencies, SEO agencies, uh, like we have these two barriers we need to get over in advertising. The first one is getting people to click on your ads. And the second is getting people to convert. Um I can't even get people over the first barrier. I can't get anyone to click on an ad from an agency on mm-hmm. LinkedIn. And mm-hmm. 
not to say that they wouldn't convert if they got there. It's just people aren't super willing to click on an ad if they know if it's, if it's from an agency. And so I, I'm kind of approaching this from a very limited scale, realizing that I should probably be learning from uh, from the things I've already learned. But yeah, I'm currently advertising on, on AdWords, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on LinkedIn. And I assume that I'll probably you know, maybe start to scale back some of those efforts, depending on what works and what doesn't work. Fair enough. How do you run Google AdWords for your agency if you can't use the word LinkedIn in your ad? Oh, that's a good question. So um, I'm actually, uh, I'm running Gmail sponsored promotions. Okay. And um, and I'm running it off of the keyword LinkedIn ads. And so if, if they're going to... Uh, to shut off my ad, um, it hasn't happened yet. I haven't gotten hit with the trademark. Oh, so you're just yet. lucky. So yeah. you're just lucky. Oh. Yeah. Maybe if it's maybe if it's one of the Gmail ads, maybe they're not running the same uh, the same like um, trademark filters. But if I get shut down, I'm, I'm kind of stuck. Like I, you're right. I can't I can't run an ad that doesn't say LinkedIn ads. It wouldn't help me. <laughs> right. I'm just curious how you were doing that. Okay. Very cool. And how is that? Is that working for you? Are you getting leads? Oh, I just barely, barely started. Oh, okay. uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm huge on tracking for my clients, but for myself, uh, well, yes, it, it's, it's kind of the issue of the the cobbler's kids' shoes. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, and what about Twitter? How is that working out? They're kind of in the same place as LinkedIn, where the the ad, um, the base of the ad stuff is is not as um, built out as Facebook. Yeah. So Twitter has incredible targeting on the b2c side yeah. and uh, and they're they're um they call them the tailored audiences it's the equivalent of custom audiences is every bit as good as facebook's in my opinion and so what i'm running through them is is all of my retargeting so the same retargeting that i'm doing on facebook i i copy the same audiences over uh, into twitter and then also the same email list uploads and twitter seems to have a little bit better of a match rate than facebook does when i'm i'm matching addresses that might have some business addresses in them so uh, so i really like it um i find twitter ends up being about usually 20 to 30% more expensive than Facebook for mm -hmm. what appears to be similar quality of people. Um, but it, it's really good for scale, especially if it's retargeting and, you know, you want to reach someone no matter where they are. Cause you know, and are you, right are you sending are is most of your efforts for your personal agency towards some sort of freebie or where, where are you sending people or you does know, it depend it, right now? Um, just cause I have limited resources. I, I'm sending to just a single landing page that says hop on the phone. If you want to talk LinkedIn ads, Oh, um, AJ, <laughs> I am hanging up on you right now. No, no, don't do it. <laughs> uh, but, but I am, I am going to start doing freebies. I just, I, I wanted to, to put it out to there. See if it works. Yeah. yeah cause I, I recommend the same thing to my clients. If you have an offer that is so incredibly attractive, people will, will break down walls to to do it um so i wanted to see if if this idea of hey here's someone who knows linkedin advertising really well who can answer your questions if if i can get someone to convert on that then that's a really valuable lead but if i can't then you know the next most valuable is going to be starting with a freebie so uh so, so that's that's the progression this isn't the only thing i'm ever going to be doing on ads <laughs> Well, thanks for being honest about it anyway. <laughs> oh, I'm transparent. I'm an open book. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm going to turn the time before I let you go back over to you. Tell us how to find you and your agency because we're all going to be beating down your doors to do some LinkedIn advertising. Woohoo. Uh, yeah. So if you go to B2Linked, that's the letter B, the number two, and the word linked.com. Um, 
you can uh, either sign up for to be notified when I come out with LinkedIn advertising courses, if it's something you want to learn yourself, or if you want to contact me, just fill out the form right there on the website, and I'm happy to get back to you. Awesome. Are you going to be coming out with LinkedIn courses? I am. Yeah. Um, I'm going to come out with three courses. There's a, a beginner, an advanced, and a master course. Um, and they are all in development. The The beginner one's going to come out uh, probably in the next couple months. The The advanced and masters, they might take a little while. We'll see. So... What did you guys think of that interview with AJ Wilcox, the CEO of B2 Linked? I thought it was really interesting. He manages some serious accounts out there on LinkedIn, and I think he taught us a lot for those who aren't getting their hands dirty in LinkedIn. Maybe LinkedIn isn't for you right now. Maybe you should head over to Facebook, or maybe you should do those few specific things that you can do and kind of ignore the ads platform over there until you get a bigger budget. But it sounds like if you have a huge budget, you need to hit up AJ Wilcox at B2 Linked, and he can help you with all of your LinkedIn needs. So I thought it was a great interview. Um, hopefully you did too. Two quick reminders before you go for the week. If you like the podcast, make sure you tell a friend. I know as small business owners, we all have small business owner friends that we like to talk to. So make sure you tell them to listen to One Click Lindsay at the Traffic and Leads podcast because it's awesome. And second of all, don't forget, sign up for the Ultimate Traffic and Leads Resource Membership Program at www.trafficandleadsmembership.com. Until next time, my friends.